Well, today for my homily, my brothers and sisters, I have a very simple message that I'd like to convey to you, and that is simply this, that the sacrament of baptism comes to its true meaning, comes to its true fulfillment in an authentically interior, personal relationship with God. It comes to its true fulfillment in an authentic, interior, personal relationship with God. And if you'll notice, I've put in the pews these little images taken from different Renaissance paintings, and there's four different images, um, of the Lord's baptism. And if you, uh, if you look at the images, look at the pictures, you'll find them portraying our gospel, today's gospel, in a very effective manner. Our gospel says that after Jesus was baptized and just before the Holy Spirit came down upon him, he was praying. And we see that in the image. We see depicted in these pictures Jesus as the master of the interior life, as a master of prayer. And that is really the bridge, it's the key between the sacrament of baptism and that interior personal relationship with God. How we get from one to the other is by way of prayer. Now, it's, it's often said, probably, well, most of us here have, have heard this, maybe all, almost ad nauseum, it's kind of a stereotype. Catholics are, uh, you know, they're sacramentalized, but they don't have a real personal relationship with God, and everything's all exterior and empty ritual, and that's how Catholics are. And uh, I think that that uh, stereotype is, is, much, is, is well overplayed, and that Catholics... Uh, who at least Sunday attend Sunday Mass, they have a personal relationship with God. I think, though, that it does need to be more intentionally cultivated. Okay, so we can, you know, we've got some room to grow here. And we can more intentionally cultivate our interior, spiritual, personal relationship with God. But we have the power and the ability to do that through what we've been given in our baptism. Now, Jesus was baptized. Here's a news flash. He didn't need to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. The Lord's baptism was underwent, was undergone by him for our sake. It's really an image about Christian baptism, about our baptism. And we notice each person of the Trinity involved in this. Here's the Son, the Holy Spirit is coming down upon him, and you have the voice of the Father speaking from above, saying, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And that's to teach us that through the sacrament of baptism, we enter into relationship with the three persons of the Trinity. We enter into a personal relationship with God, with God the Father speaking to us because we are in Christ. The Father says to us, you are my son, you are my daughter, my beloved son, my beloved daughter. A personal relationship with God. And, uh, you know, there, sometimes there can be a disconnect between the sacrament of baptism and uh, a Catholic living out that true personal relationship with God. There sometimes can be this disconnect. Sometimes, you know, unfortunately we, we get the couples in here, kids baptized and 
we say bye, we never see him again. Maybe, uh, you know, the next kid's uh, baptism or something like that. And that's unfortunate. Uh, but for those Catholics who really get it, who really have that interior, authentic, personal relationship with God, which, I, again, is many more than maybe the stereotype would have it, they get a certain truth, and that is that God loves them. That's the foundation of a true interior relationship with God, is God's love for us. And we see that in baptism. We see that in the Father saying to the Son, You are my beloved Son. It's the love of God for us that sets us free and propels us into that interior spiritual personal relationship with Him. From all eternity, God the Father foresaw each one of us individually, personally, and he decided to bring us into existence out of love, out of sheer love. He created each one of us. He didn't look forward and kind of see like a mass of Catholics. <laughs> he saw each one of us individually, personally. He saw Kenny. He saw David. I'm picking on the guys whose names I know. And, and it was by name. It was by name. And it was a personal love that God the Father had for each one of us that brought us into existence, that placed us in uh, a Catholic family, that brought us to the fonts when probably most of us were baptized as infants. That was the personal love of God for us. And we are working out the rest of our lives learning about that love for us. It began way back there when we were baptized, but it unfolds throughout the course of our entire lives. And Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, he became man for our sakes, out of love for us. When he was being tortured, when he was nailed to the cross, I've, I've preached on this before, I don't mind repeating it again because it's so important, he died for each one of us personally, individually. If Rick was the only person who existed in the universe, Jesus would have died, shed his blood, gone through everything he went through just for Rick. And that would hold true for every one of us. And then, in the sacrament of baptism, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is sent into our hearts. And the Holy Spirit is the bond of love between the Father and the Son. And He ushers us into that loving relationship that is the Blessed Trinity, so that we can have a personal, living, interior relationship with God. Now, what are some of the barriers to uh, an, a truly, authentically interior relationship with God? Well, one is simply uh, people who, they really don't examine their conscience. They don't really want to look inwards. Because they maybe have a sense, almost it's maybe unconscious, that if they were to really kind of look deep into themselves, they would see their need for forgiveness. And so they kind of avoid examining their conscience, and they live kind of on the surface of their, of their own interior life. And they live, uh, you know, when they look inside their hearts, they find kind of the passions and the, and the vices and envy and pettiness, and it's kind of, it's not really a pleasant place to be. They don't like to actually spend time alone by themselves. So they invest themselves in the external world. They divert themselves through, you know, being a workaholic, or, you know, they get a hobby and they just put, uh, you know, an inordinate amount of time and invest into that particular hobby, whatever it might be. 
And essentially, they're trying to avoid looking into their hearts and living that interior life. The person who knows that God loves them is not afraid to look into the depths of their hearts and to see their need for forgiveness because they know God loves them and that he uh, is ready to forgive. And they do a, a thorough examination of their life and they frequent the sacrament of reconciliation. They uh, regain peace between themselves and God, peace within their own hearts, so that there's not this kind of internal conflict, and they can enter into the depths of their hearts, and they don't mind spending time with themselves, and then spending time with God, and opening that heart up to God, and developing that interior relationship. Uh, they can turn the television off. You know, oftentimes people listen to the television. They got it on all the time. And it's a way of kind of diverting oneself from their own inner life. Or the radio or the internet, or, you know, too much usage of these things can be a sign that someone's trying to avoid uh, facing that interior reality. And so the person who does that, they live a very exterior life and they approach, uh, you know, thank God they might still go to Mass. But if they do, they approach the Mass in a very external manner. They might come late. They might leave early. They... It, they don't get much out of Mass. It kind of is boring to them or whatever. But the, the point is is that they're not approaching it in an interior manner. And if they were to do that, because we are celebrating mysteries here, and a mystery needs to be entered into through the inside. It's not evident on the outside. The mystery of the Eucharist and the mystery of communion need to be accessed in an internal manner. And so the person who cultivates that interior life based on a confident knowledge that God loves them is able to enter into these mysteries. And that internal spiritual personal relationship with God is verified in their life. And it's a, I always am very edified. This morning I came out here, I walked over, there's a man kneeling. He's praying before the crash. I have a, there's a woman in the back over this way, and she's praying to God. And we see these people preparing for Mass. They're preparing internally to get what God wants to give to them during the holy sacrifice of the Mass. They're living that interior uh, relationship with God. And so my message to you today, my brothers and sisters, is a fundamentally positive one. Uh, it is that God loves us, and that's the foundation of our relationship with Him. And we begin that with baptism. Baptism is the route to that. So if we return to our pictures, we see again that Jesus is the interior master of prayer. He's living that interior life. And it's all in the setting, the context of baptism.